Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? It's going really well, Shay. Happy to be here as always. The first week uh, of the season has just been incredible for me. Dude, it's a, it's been a great one. It's officially wrapped. Looking forward to the rest of the entire season. We got a fun episode though today. We're going to be discussing the latest weapon in Apex, the Rampage LMG and how it fits into the LMG meta. A topic of hot discussion right now, so hopefully we can shed some third-party light and Henry's statistics on that matter. Before we do any of that, though, make sure you join us on Discord to chat Apex, find teammates, receive third-party updates. Link for that's going to be in the description. And submit your Season 10 clips to our Dropbox link in the description of this or on our Discord Clips channel. You can submit clips as well uh, for a chance to be featured on our Instagram or TikTok. If you're interested in supporting the Third Party Nation, please consider joining our Patreon and get awesome benefits from ad-free listening to exclusive merch, gaming sessions with us, monthly calls, perks on our Discord, and much, much more. Had some incredible support over there. Really appreciate all of you. You guys are the best. And for our patron members that have been here for a while now, we'd like to give a little shout out to all of our Jump Masters and above. So thank you all for your support uh, for the Jump Masters. Thank you to Tosi, Justin, Sweethearts, Riley, Paul, Mike, Joshua, Jen, G, Aman. Appreciate you all so much. And the Masters, Spicy the Chef, Shade, Ryan, Paul, Josh, Jeffrey, Jake, Kyle, Brian, Bo, and Atlas. And then for our Savage Apex Predators, Sammy Boy, King Krail, Jesse, and Chazza Fitz. Thank you all. Now we have some new additions <laughs> to the yes. Patreon, our latest tier, which is an incredible amount of support that honestly produces the show at an unreal level that Shay and I never really anticipated happening, but it is truly incredible. Uh, that we have such generous people in this community. We have our very first dropship captains. This is limited to five people only and is mm -hmm. the highest tier on our Patreon. And last week we welcomed 10 as our very first dropship captain. An incredible amount of support. Thank you so much. We also uh, had Corey Des. Their longtime support as a Pred, uh, they also upgraded to be a dropship captain. So huge shout out to you both. Thanks again. And uh, that really means the world to us. Absolute savages, the dropship captains. And we've been having some really fun chats in our uh, private Discord channel for just the captains. It's been a fantastic little chat over there with uh, the two of them. It's always great. Anything else before we keep it rolling, though? Thank you so much. Love it. Third Party Nation. Thank you all. Let's dive into some news. First piece of news, a quick balance patch has shipped, first of which, pretty hot topic right now, reduced the Prowler damage from 15 to 14. Henry, what's that mean for the Prowler? Yeah, this initially seems like a big deal. In the past, we've had SMGs hit with one damage and it really shook up the meta. Yeah. For the Prowler, this does take down the DPS from 174 down to 162, which to me sounds like a lot. But considering mm -hmm. the fact that Prowler is a burst weapon, it's a different story. It still takes the same amount of bursts to knock somebody with purple armor. It is one more bullet to kill for the most part. But again, because it's a burst, that's only 
0.04 seconds added. Um, to kind of put the prowler in context, I think it's important. Uh, the R99 has a time to kill of 1.05 seconds to the body with purple. Um, and the now prowler uh, has a 1.12 second time to kill. So these were very close to begin with. Uh, but don't worry, we're going to be talking about the SMG meta later this month. It's pretty competitive. I'm excited about it. Um, prowler burst. Burst equals headshots. We'll, we'll dive into it at another time, but uh, that's the update on the Prowler. Yeah, I'm super excited for us to dive into the SMG meta this season. It's definitely uh, the best it's ever been in terms of gameplay since we've been around. So it's going to be really, really fun. Some other changes in this balance patch, though. Uh, they reduced the speed while ADSing with the L-Star, and they raised prices for the Prowler and L-Star in arenas. So a couple just overall some balancing changes for the weapons that are you know being talked about a lot right now i guess is the nicest way to say it but we're gonna dive into yeah the l star we're gonna dive into it this episode when we talk lmgs so we'll save some thoughts for that we also got changes we're getting seer nerfs next week as we predicted the flash effect is going to be fully removed amongst other to be announced things I know you're kind of interested in what this potentially means for the meta getting a hot, hot patch on the new legend. What are some of your initial impressions of this one? Yeah, I think that it's clear to everyone that Seer came out very strong, that Mm -hmm. all three of their abilities are cranked up. It's pretty clear. Like The cooldown on the ultimate is incredible. The power and the tactical is incredible. The passive was far underrated uh, before the release. Mm -hmm. Seer has a wonderful kit. I'm really hesitant to clap down on that. I do not want a horizon situation to happen. Mm-hmm. And I I want to be okay with changes to the meta, to strong legends coming in and beating out others that have been in the game for over two years. To me, that is okay because, and the same goes with weapons where you put something in, let's do it for a reason. Let's give somebody something new and fun to play with. And the way you do that is you give them a lot of power. And as long as it has counters and there's different balancing to it, I think the game can still be healthy. So far, I personally think that Seer is in a decent place. Got a lot of power, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel like, wow, this game sucks and is completely unfair. Seer is the best by far out of any legend. I don't feel that way. Because yeah. I don't feel that way, I'm hesitant to wipe the wipe the power out of the kit. The way I've like put it in my head is I've been playing a lot of Seer, I've been playing a lot of ranked, and normally running the Bloodhound on my ranked squad. I've been playing Seer in ranked as well. And I haven't felt like, oh man, you know, I think these two legends are supposed to compete with each other. I think they have similar, you know, they both give wall hacks, they both are recon legends. There's, they just do so in different ways. I personally have not felt like, oh my goodness, like Seer does everything Bloodhound does, but better. I've played Seer and wished I was Bloodhound, and I've played Bloodhound and wished I was Seer. And so I think there's there's good balancing in that frame, and I think that's important to note that it isn't just like, wow, I really feel like I have to play this legend to have any success in ranked. Cough, cough, Octane right now. We can talk about that at a different time. I do understand this flash effect being removed. Mm. We talked about it. Like 
it was not in the kit design when we were kind of teased about it and we learned the wording of the tactical and stuff. I think it was shocking to both you and I that a flashbang was put in the game. We've talked about on the show all the time that if anybody ever got a flashbang, that would be an incredibly powerful ability. That seems to be the most frustrating part of the kit for me and for a lot of people that are out there kind of talking about Seer right now. I completely understand that being removed and that it wasn't something we were expecting to be a part of his kit. And I still think after removing that, if you kept everything as he is, he would still be awesome and great and no like slouch or anything. I'm very interested in what those other changes are on top of it. Because like you mentioned, if we hit every part of his kit in some other way, we don't want a horizon situation. We like the legends being strong and new. Metas are meant to change. New content's meant to come in to keep the game exciting. That's why we're all for it. Totally. And we'll dive in to Seer, Master of the Legends next week, no matter what happens. Yes. But I think that his kit is not just easy. It is difficult. Mm-hmm. You have to be thinking a lot. Each of his abilities take like intentional action, even though mm-hmm. you do get the ultimate quite a lot. It has a pretty large radius. The tactical is quite strong. It is easy to waste all three of the abilities and have them hurt you in different ways. So I'm really hesitant to doing anything to the kit outside of the flash. Mm -hmm. We will see and report back next week. No doubt. Next week, Mastering the Legends Seer. It's going to be a great time. Next piece of news, Apex Legends team at Respawn did their seasonal AMA on Reddit. There's always some awesome information. That's where we found out about the Seer changes. But we got some other news coming from there. The first of which is something I know you are going to be beyond excited about. Level cap changes are incoming. First with an increase to just the overall cap. But the team is also looking to future-proof this idea with progression mechanics that are currently being developed but not yet ready. And so when this rolls out, might depend on that unless they just push out that overall cap uh, to start. But we've been talking about it since we've been level 500 for a long, long time ago that we would love to keep going. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this has big implications for players in terms of in-game currency and rewards. This goes into heirlooms, it goes into skins because level progression is tied to Apex packs. So this is a really big deal. Um, And when they talk about future-proofing, to me, that sounds like some sort of reset, some sort of prestige, Mm -hmm, some sort mm -hmm. of uh, gen system like in Titanfall. So this is cool and it could be really unique and I'm excited to see what they develop. It's going to be really cool. I'm beyond excited for this. Next piece of news uh, confirmed that the town takeovers will continue to go on the updated map for the seasons, but they did mention that while this has been kind of the standard, things could change in the future. I think it's an interesting thing to talk about. We'll mention it a little bit in the leak section so we don't have to go too into it, but where do you think another POI could go or replace on world's edge right now because that's what we would be looking at with world's edge being the updated map it's a tough season like in terms of the map because Mm -hmm. it's such an incredible map it's a fan favorite it's probably the most refined it has a ton of diversity in it um but it's also jam-packed with amazing pois that i like a lot and it's Mm -hmm. kind of in its peak i think it's just gotten better and better I think you could look towards the southern half of the map and do Mm -hmm. even more 
on more of the lava side. I like keeping the north side clear as much mm-hmm. as possible. Um, but I think you could also, a lot of players have been thinking about pulling the trigger on fragment and doing something big there. That'd be um, crazy. Blowing it up, Ooh. finishing construction on some of it, doing something cool. So I, I think the map's in a great state, but I also think there is room that you could do some changes and put some town takeovers in. Yeah. The one I'm uh, like eyeballing just because it would be so fascinating. It'd be the first time. What if they uh, put it where survey camp was? Because that'd be the yeah. first time we got an added POI yeah. restructured. And so that would be interesting. Well, but there, there is a little bit of a, you know, there's space to play there essentially. Totally. What would be even like better than that would be taking out launch site because it's already <laughs> served its purpose. You know, we've already gotten to Olympus. So just take that away. It's like, um, we're not launching more rockets anytime soon. Yeah. We could, let's move on. <laughs> Don't need it. Let's replace it. Next piece of news from the AMA. There's some changes coming to Watson and crypto with no timetable. They were teased a little bit though with crypto saying maybe a way to use the drone on the fly and Watson just looking into some improvements to Watson. It doesn't sound like anything's coming soon for both these legends that we were expecting or excited for. Uh, But I definitely think at least you and I are in agreement that Crypto could use some love after the introduction of Seer and Valk and Bloodhounds continue no to rise to the, the cream of the crop. Yeah, no doubt about it. Both of these legends need love and support. They need buffs. They are also some of the hardest legends to do that. Totally. I've been disappointed, though, in the past three seasons, not having any meaningful changes because I think despite the fact that these are hard legends to work on this is what you get paid for this is <laughs> why you know you are a designer or a developer at apex to challenge these these hard legends to fix so i'm trying to stay patient for these two um but i think it's hard and i worry that because they're so difficult they'll continue to be ignored especially when we're given an update and the update is we're working on it. No timetable and no good mm-hmm. ideas. That's yeah. kind of scary to me. It's too bad. I'm definitely hoping. I'm holding out hope that we got something in the works. It would be really nice to see these legends uh, get some love. But speaking of patience, uh, cross progression, little update. It's expected to come next year. That's a wide range of timetables when you say next year i think you and i will optimistically hope for the beginning of next year uh but we will see it was expanded upon there's just so many you know hoops they got to jump through and you know monetization issues and combining things i think the wording made it sound like accounts will be able to be combined though obviously so far from confirmed in any way shape or form but that's what you and i would absolutely dream of would be taking our xbox stuff right now and adding it to our current PC accounts. Yeah, I mean, that's the dream. That's the the dream dream for us and a lot of other players. So we'll see if they can actually make that happen. I have my own concerns about just the technical issues of something like that. And I may be scared uh, to lose (laughs) one or both of the accounts, you know, when something like that happens. So we will see still a long ways out. Yeah. Next piece of news, we are now for the first time ever permanently rotating all three maps. We talked about it at the beginning of the season, how excited we were for it. But what are some of your thoughts on this and 
are are you excited for the future of seeing three maps at a time in rotation? I don't know if you've gotten a chance to play Kings at all yet since we've started recording because we're recording on Tuesday, but it's really exciting to see all three of these actually playable at the same time. Man, this is huge. This was on my wish list for this season, and I am so happy we have it. We will, without a doubt, discuss this in the future Mm -hmm. in terms of what's it like playing all three maps, but also giving Apex the props in terms of this much content. This is an incredible achievement. No other BR has something like this. Like Mm -hmm. This is remarkable. And I think that it's going to be a major win to player retention, to player enjoyment. I think that a lot of players are going to like keeping it fresh in public matches, keeping the rank to grind pretty serious, but having all three maps, yeah, I want that. And I like all three maps, and I think you only appreciate the maps more when you get to play each of them less. So I think that this is a really, it's a win-win. I'm glad they finally did it, and I hope that it's received really well. I'm really curious what this means for the future of the maps as well, though. Like, is King Canyon being permanently back in rotation? Is that a sign that we'll ever be headed back and potentially getting changes on that map again in the future? Or is this just kind of like a, hey, let's just keep this thing in rotation. It might stay in rotation for the next two seasons and it might not ever get changes. You know, if we add another map or with some other way, shape or form, keep adding to the game. I'm really curious what it means for the future landscape of the game. But regardless, I'm going to have no complaints about rotating all three maps in there because they're on rotation. If you don't want to play, Great, you got ranked. Great, you got arenas, you got pubs and ranked arenas. You got options on options if you're really hating a map and don't want to play it right now. So I think it's pretty healthy and we're looking to have some good vibes going into the season because of it. Next piece of news. Last week, Apex Legends was the number one trending game on Twitch. That's for the first time since launch that it retained that high of a viewership over a week's period of time. The growth of the game is crazy right now. New streamers are coming in every day from Warzone. They're loving the game, appreciating the game. We got to get now our current streamers a little bit more positive about the game. And so then everyone can be a little, you know, kumbaya and happy. But Henry and I, we praise this game a lot. We have a podcast about the game. Guys, we really do like the game. It's crazy and kind of weird how that works. We are so excited to see the game continue to succeed. Yeah, it's such a dub. I live for the dubs, and when Apex wins, I think we all win. So this is huge, and I hope we continue can to ride this wave throughout the season and can really see Apex hit its stride um, as the best BR out there. Last piece of news, EA says Apex Legends Mobile will be rolling out later this year. Oof. Are you are we going to catch some dubs on mobile once this game starts rolling out? <laughs> I'm not a huge mobile game player. Mm-hmm. But this will be awesome. I, <laughs> I like, and awesome is sometimes a double-edged sword because awesome can be awesomely bad or awesomely good. All I know is going to be awesome. <laughs> it's important to have separation from Apex. This will definitely close the gap. But like, it'll probably be my just, favorite. I can't just go outside anymore and be away from Apex. I'll no. have my phone. So what Apex am I supposed to do? In the pocket all the time. It'll be pretty cool. 
I know that Apex Mobile is going to be rolling out towards China as well, and it'll be the first time Apex has been in that market, which is just going to be huge for the game, and I hope the popularity as well. So I'm really excited for mobile and what it could do for the future of the game. That wraps up our news, though. We're going to cover a couple of leaks. If you are not a fan of leaks, don't want anything potentially spoiled for you, check our time description in the description. Check our timestamp in the description and we'll have kind of where the leak talk will end and you can pick us up right where the Rampage LMG talk starts. With that, though, we've got a couple leaks coming from our guy at Shrugtall on Twitter. First, the Rampart Town Takeover is potentially coming to the Lava City area. Oh, man, I know we kind of just talked about it, obviously, in the previous one, but I wanted to keep the surprise for all our people that don't like leaks. What do you think about that though? Lava City is an interesting aspect of the map. Are you, like do you hear that and think in the city near those buildings, the train station or do you hear kind of that outside area between Geyser and Lava City that has that one separate building essentially? That's what I would lean towards. Okay. Yeah. I I would go more north towards Geyser. Um and it looks really cool. It it's it's kind of like a Mirage Voyage. But a tank, yeah. pretty much, is how I kind of see it. Kind of a a land vehicle with treads, mm-hmm. and it's quite large. So it looks really cool. I love Rampart. I'm trying to to play her more uh, across the board, but especially in arenas. And her getting a town takeover, hopefully, means some more love her way. So I'm a fan. More love is definitely coming. I mean, she's rumored to be getting some buffs at the split, and she has the next heirloom, according to our guy Shrug. Uh, Really interested to see what it could be. I haven't seen any leaks on what it actually is. I don't know if you have, but I haven't seen Shrug at least talk about anything. But you could go so many directions with a weapon modder, I feel like. Yeah, you really could. I mean, the only ideas I've seen out there are a wrench. Yeah. Um, and that's it not super be a exciting. Cool wrench. Like it will hopefully be a cool <laughs> wrench, but I think you're right. Like you're talking about a weapon modder. You could create some incredible things mm-hmm. um, as a melee weapon. You know, she's she's got a lot of versatility and a lot of personality, and I think you can play up both of those. And we also will be having three tonal arena flash events coming this season, which is really exciting. I think that you know some of them have skins, some don't, and it's different. But I do like all these events coming to give people packs and crafting and incentivize people to play arenas and get those challenges done and keep that player base strong over there essentially yep i agree i want arenas to be popular and this is a great way to do it Mm -hmm. and then our last little leak here there's a recolor sale theoretically coming in mid-august everyone talks about the recolors they love the recolors they're the best skins in the game they're the rarest skins in the game sounds like this might be your opportunity to cop a couple I have a sneaky suspicion, though, they're not going to be on the cheaper side of things. (laughs) You got to do what you got to (laughs) do. With that, though, uh, thank you all so much for listening to the leaks and news. We're going to head into the rampage and talk in LMGs after a word from our sponsors. (coughs) Welcome back. Okay. What everybody's been waiting for now, a topic that is... Oh, discussed by so many people currently. I think we've been kind of holding back on sharing some of our opinions before we've had this episode. So I'm excited to dive into it. Let's talk about the Rampage LMG. I'm so excited. And (laughs) before we really sink our teeth into it, I want to thank everybody 
that is listening to this episode that maybe doesn't like the Rampage, maybe doesn't like the LMGs, I'm so glad you're here because we have (laughs) some really interesting things to talk about. And I may not convince you to change up your entire game, but there's some things that you need to know about the Rampage and its friends. So thanks for being here. Hopefully it will provide some value. So the Rampage, a little bit of background on the weapon. How is it coming into the game? What's its impact going to be? Right off the bat, a lot of players have coined it to be the G7 Spitfire. Mm -hmm. And those are my two favorite weapons. Put them together. (laughs) That sounds pretty good to me. Um, I think that that's a really good name and it definitely gets you hyped. Um, But it's also coming into the game, defining the future of LMGs in Apex Legends. Mm-hmm. that's a really big deal. The developers were talking this up for almost two seasons about how, and we're really working on figuring out what does a light machine gun mean in this game? And this is the weapon that they are putting us a poster child. So this is a big deal. We were talking about for a long time, why are the LMGs so different and so weird, you know, from other LMG games. And we talked about it a ton, like, wow, there really isn't an LMG that just, you know, shoots pretty slow and packs a punch and they really kind of came out and said, here's a full on LMG, one that is stereotypical and you will be used to. (laughs) Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense. I mean, the rampage is slow and powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, the damage per shot is high. That's pretty much how it should be. If you think about other LMGs and other shooters like call of duty, that's pretty much what you're getting. Um, this weapon packs a punch. Um, but as a replacement to the spitfire, The Rampage is far more balanced, and Mm -hmm. I think that's very important to put it into perspective, and we're going to kind of explain that more later on, but that's something that is important to know. We're going to hype it up, but this is really a solution to a major problem that was plaguing Apex for the last two seasons. Mm -hmm. As we all know, the Rampage has a very unique ability that uses thermite grenades that temporarily increase its rate of fire. This introduced an entirely new mechanic to balancing a weapon and thinking about inventory management. A lot of people are comparing this to the Sentinel. However, this is extremely different. The Sentinel can charge up its sniper shots from 70 damage to the body to 88 with two shield cells. First off, everybody carries shield cells already, Mm -hmm. and they're given in a stack size of four. So you can charge the Sentinel twice with one inventory slot. The Rampage takes Thermites, which not everyone carries, and Mm -hmm. it takes one entire slot to charge. That's an incredibly steep price, which is just blowing away what has been done before with the Sentinel. I mean, you talk about Thermites versus cells. One is much harder to find as there's, you know, other grenades in the you know, vicinity to actually potentially be dropped on the loot in terms of the floor mm-hmm. or a pack. Like it's very, very interesting to drop that comparison. I know personally, since I've started using the Rampage though, I've definitely noticed more thermites. I can tell you that. And I feel like this is exposed to me at least. We ranked the grenades a long time ago and the thermite, mm-hmm. a very powerful grenade in our rankings. Yeah. I did not know there was a lot of people that did not like the thermite though. 
Because I've seen people like frustrated they have to carry them because they're like, I don't want to use this thing if I'm not going to amp up the rampage. Like I've seen so many people out there saying that, which was total news to me. That was Man, a weird one. Yeah, I don't want to get too sidetracked on that, but quick PSA about the thermite. This <laughs> thing's awesome because it you cooks. can actually use it for zoning. It actually has a duration, which is incredible. And then it's the best grenade for finishing a kill which is awesome. The other grenades, they can use, you know, the knockdown shield to protect themselves. Um, and then being able to destroy doors quite easily. Mm-hmm. Love the thermite. And, but anyway, back to the rampage, <laughs> given the fact that it has such a unique mechanic to it, is it worth running is kind of the big question because you kind of have to invest a lot in terms of your inventory mm-hmm. in order to get the most out of it. So we're going to dive into exactly that, why and how to use this weapon to its full potential, which is high. It's also important to mention that it has incredible iron sights. Dude, we set it on release, but this thing rivals the charge rifle in terms of just OG iron sights. And the volts up there too, like, man, if you look at the iron sights that have come into the game lately in comparison to some of our OG ones... The weapon makers are getting some upgrades in the factories as of lately for the Apex universe. The last thing I'll throw in is they just nailed it again with the sound design. This weapon sounds intimidating. It sounds amazing. It's unique. You know when people are shooting it at you or around you, which I think is really cool. You know, the fact that we've had this, we've had the 3030. A lot of guns have come in now with this unique audio quality. It makes me want to run the gun in all complete honesty when I hear the sound of it popping off. Totally. Couldn't agree more. Let's do it. Not the LMGs. Mm -hmm. So we find ourselves in one of the most balanced and healthy weapon metas in Apex history. The SMGs are perfectly balanced with strong options in energy, light, and heavy. Again, we'll discuss this later this month. The light and heavy weapons are balanced in number and the LMGs each support barrel stabilizers to allow for a fair comparison. It's really it's about time. the greatest. <laughs> it's the greatest time for the weapons ever, and I don't know if we're going to be able to stop saying that this entire season. Man, we just need to get the flat line with a barrel stabilizer, and then we can really compare that bad boy to the R301. <laughs> yeah, for real. The barrel stabilizer is the, it's definitely the X factor in determining it's the power of a weapon. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's really hard to ignore that thing, but let's dive into it. The LMGs, it's so funny to say this now, but our baseline is the devotion. (laughs) That's really weird because the devotion is the most sporadic, crazy weapon with the charge up and the requirement to essentially have a gold hop up. That's tough to say, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of the truth. So we're going to run down kind of the lineup, what we think is important to assess in terms of different values and numbers and statistics. Um, We're going to look at magazine capacity. We're going to look at body damage, time to kill, accuracy, reload speed, and then projectile speed. And the reason that we're looking at projectile speed is that gives you a bit of an indication as to how accurate it is Mm -hmm. at ranges, Um, which is more important than you'd think. The slower the projectile speed, the more bullet drop, the less accurate you're going to be. 
it's to the devotion. It's made an actual shift to the you know G7 in the past, like from mm-hmm. a gun that was incredibly overly dominant to one that is still you know very good. We like it, but no longer in that time frame. It wasn't like all this damage tuning, all that kind of stuff. It was that bullet projectile and the ease of use with that gun. It's going to really change things, and is I think an important statistic for us to monitor. And even more recently, the thirty thirty also got a similar treatment yeah. in the opposite direction. So mm-hmm. it's an important metric that is important to look at from time to time. Now the devotion. Magazine size ranges from 36 up to 48. <laughs> 48 is no joke. That's some serious numbers. It's the largest mag on the ground of any LMG. Body damage, mm-hmm. 16. Time to kill is where things get a bit tricky because you have some charge up time. How do you assess the time to kill? Um, essentially without a turbocharger, you're looking at a 1.3 second time to kill. With a turbocharger, you're looking at approximately a 0.86 time to kill. When you consider pre-firing, really hitting those shots on target in the body, it could be even faster than that. Headshots, obviously, we're not discussing, but this is an incredibly fast time to kill and fully spun up. The devotion is unstoppable. It's the fastest time to kill in the game. The fact that people don't freak out about it is quite puzzling, but I think it's because people aren't patient. They don't want to loot. They don't want to, you know, get this thing fully maxed out. But if they did, it'd be in trouble. It it takes some skill, though, Mm -hmm. you have to say. If you find a turbocharger early game or you are playing Loba, you should shift the kind of weapons you're looking for. This gun is that good. This gun is a care package gun on the ground and a peak care package gun on the ground if you can get all those attachments. Like you said, hard to do. Definitely some barriers. But, oh man, does that .86 pay off once it comes down to the end of the game? (laughs) Yeah, it's really no joke. And when you have such a large magazine capacity, actually executing that fast Mm -hmm. time to kill is quite easy. And that's lined up by an accuracy requirement of 27%, all purple. Mm -hmm. Now, reload, for the most part, we're just going to look at the tactical reload because we're going to make the assumption that because LMGs have such large magazines, you're not fully emptying them all the time. You Mm -hmm. are reloading before the very last bullet. So the tactical reload speed on the Devotion is 2.52 seconds. It's pretty long. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not... A game changer, though, and we'll talk about that later on. Um, but finally, the projectile speed, the devotion is king of its mm-hmm. class at a 33,500 units per second projectile speed. That's incredibly fast. I mean, as an energy weapon, it essentially makes some sense, but this is kind of crazy. You think about the recoil, I think about the charge up, you're mm-hmm. not going to be using the devotion at super long ranges, but the ability to poke at longer ranges, the ability to hone in that recoil with some aim control and a barrel stabilizer, Devotion can actually get it done at longer ranges, which is something to kind of highlight. Yeah, you mentioned it like that recoil is a bit difficult to control. And so it isn't the gun that you're going to be using at range for an LMG per se. But what this does is, man, if you get this thing charged up, it obviously turns into a laser beam, shoots very fast. When people try and run away from you, like if you, if someone hits their, you know, octane pad and tries to bounce away, this thing will keep beaming if you had already started shooting them and they're now on the back foot and retreating. So there's some serious power and use case 
for the devotion in that way, unlike some of the other LMGs in the game. Yeah, it's so weird to think about the devotion as the baseline that we're comparing everything yeah, to. Dude. But there's the other energy LMG, the L Star. Mm-hmm. It has a magazine capacity of now 22 up to 29. I was so, so shocked <laughs> to see that when they introduced extended mags to the L Star, it wasn't a nerf. It didn't mm-hmm. make it so that without a mag, it was less powerful. They pretty much just added power on top of the L Star, which mm-hmm. is really fascinating because I was under the impression that a lot of players were complaining about the L Star mm-hmm. last season. And so the fact that we only got a handful of changes to weapons and the L Star was one lucky gun that got a pretty sizable buff yeah. blows my mind to this day. But that's what we got. I love it. I've been using the L-Star a lot, mm-hmm. both the last two seasons and this season, and Arena's and not. Um, but yeah, incredible. So a magazine size now all the way up to 29 with purple. And then a body damage of 18. Compare that to 16 on the Devotion. Time to kill, though, is sitting in a pretty healthy spot with 1.2 seconds. That's faster than the Devotion without a turbocharger, but it's not getting into the crazy upper echelons mm-hmm. of, you know, SMGs and crazy stuff like that. But this is a really solid time to kill in terms of time. The accuracy requirement, even given the upgrade and the purple extended mag, is 41%. So you do have to hit your shots. And I think that's really what holds the L-Star back from being the most approachable weapon on the scene. Um, A few episodes back... If if it had a 1.2 time to kill and an accuracy that compared to the other LMGs... Woo, we would be talking about, uh, I think, even more frustration than what people were for some reason expressing last season. <laughs> yeah, it, it takes some skill and mm-hmm. really skill and practice because it doesn't have the same indicators as other weapons. Mm-hmm. You have to really feel it. You have to hear it um, and think about that overheating mechanic. Um, you do have the overheat, which gives you just a flat 2.21 second reload speed. There's no tactical. There's no anything like that. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, you know, fully max it out, the L-Star can provide suppressing fire endlessly, essentially. Mm-hmm. So that's a major, you know, arrow in the quiver for the L-Star. And to cap it off with a much slower projectile speed at only 22,000 units per second compared to over... 33,000 on the Devotion, the L-Star just isn't going to do it at those ranges that you may want it to. Mm -hmm. Um, But the L-Star is one that I think I really enjoy using it. It's worth practicing, but it's not going to be the go-to LMG if you're coming in kind of with fresh feet uh, and you haven't used an LMG before. Yeah, I'll add a couple things here and just saying that the L-Star now more than ever and for a long time i was like i'm not gonna use the l star because i'm scared to carry it into end games now with the attachment capability i feel more confident with it at the end of the game if need be but also i can use the l star to carry my attachments until i find a devotion if i am looking for a turbocharger or i find a turbocharger or something and that was not the case beforehand beforehand you were gonna have to keep a mag keep a barrel in your inventory and so that loot progression possibility wasn't there the only other thing I'll then add on as well is that 
on both sides, this gun blinds people. So there is some difficulty. You mentioned needing to practice with it. I think that, you know, muzzle flash is one reason it really needs to be practiced. But if you can get good at it, oh man, it, it sucks to fight against the L-Star in close quarters because that thing is overwhelming on your screen. Yeah, and they've done some things to, you know, hone that down a little bit by bringing down the, mm-hmm. the visual effects by 50%. Um, but it's definitely still very it's unique. Still there. The muzzle yeah. flash is not like... Uh, the other weapons, R9, R3, you know, it's definitely special. That leads us to the star of the show, the Rampage. Mm-hmm. New gun on the block, has a magazine capacity, starting at 28, going all the way up to 40. That's really kind of in the sweet spot uh, of these LMGs. It's pretty much in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, the body damage, though, is not in the middle. It's at 28 damage to the body. This is what I think had people scared before the season and still is fresh in people's minds that Mm -hmm. this thing packs an incredible punch with just a few shots. You can land big blows to enemies. That being said, the time to kill is 1.6 seconds. That's one of the slowest Mm -hmm. out of all weapons and in LMGs. This is a slow and powerful LMG. It can get it done. It has a decent mag size. It packs a punch individually. The time to kill, you're not going to feel fried. You're going to feel like, oh no, I got caught in the open. Mm -hmm. I'm about to die a painful, slow death. And that, I think, is really where an LMG should capitalize. Totally. Just repeat it. Repeat it for the people that are still trying to convince themselves the rampage is broken right now. What's the time to kill the rampage and the time to kill of a turbocharged devotion? (laughs) Yes, the Rampage has twice as long of a time to kill as the Devotion. The Devotion is 0.86 seconds, and the Rampage is 1.6 seconds. So crazy. (laughs) A very vast difference in terms of the power of the weapon. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think we started with that. That's important to get out of the way. Next, the accuracy is something that's pretty important because you have a maximum of 40-round magazine Mm -hmm. and you do a lot of damage that means that you only have to hit 20 percent of your shots in order to knock an enemy this is the most forgiving gun in the game in terms of how many shots you have to land given the magazine that you have it's also the best in class for lmgs Mm -hmm. devotion is 27 percent l star is 41 percent rampage 20 percent pretty sizable difference there reload speed they really tried to mess with the Spitfire in terms of the reload speed and cranking it up uh, to 11. The Rampage isn't really the case. The tactical reload is 2.34 seconds. That's a little bit faster than Devotion, a little slower than the L-Star. It's really right in the middle, similar to the magazine size. Finally, that projectile speed Rampage is really solid at 26,500 units per second. This thing can be used at range, and given the the rate of fire, I think you can do so pretty effectively. It's now, it's definitely the one you feel most comfortable with, like using and hitting your shots because of that projectile speed in combination with the fire rate. I mean, you said at the top of the show, G7 fused with the Spitfire, like it, it does have a, a feel in that way. And we talk about how all the guns in Apex are so good. A lot of it does come down to what do you feel comfortable with. This just might be a gun yeah. where people feel really comfortable with it. Think about a full auto G7 with a little less damage, but twice the magazine. 
That's, That's nice pretty guy. much what this yeah. thing is doing. It's incredible. You know, you're talking about 40 rounds of pretty much a marksman rifle. So pretty, pretty good. Um, but now we can talk about this whole thermite and revving up the rampage. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a time to kill when you're revved up of 1.23 seconds. That makes it very competitive with mm-hmm. the L-Star and the devotion almost in the middle of, you know, the turbocharger. Um, that is powerful. When I use the rampage, I do carry thermites mm-hmm. and I try to rev it up before every fight when the proximity is getting to a, to a boiling point. I'm doing that right now. We'll see after the honeymoon period, how that works out because right now I'm able to carry two thermites, which is a huge portion of anyone's inventory, Mm -hmm. but I'm able to replenish them from the death boxes pretty consistently. So I think it is right now, at least very doable to use the rampage charged up, um, the vast majority of times when it gets hot. Yeah. I'm, I'm really interested to see if that continues. Cause I felt the same way where that, like you can find them in the death boxes. You also find a lot of rampages in the death boxes as well. So it is like, is everyone trying it? Is everyone carrying it? Will it be that easy in the future to be determined, but could be a potential impact. And I've been running the rampage a lot as fuse as well, which is a nice little combo right there. If you carry four thermites in two slots, that's really, really nice in terms of being able to amp it up going into every fight or twice during a fight. <laughs> yeah. We're going to circle back around to the LMGs, but I kind of want to have a bit of a break and ask the question, should you use an LMG in Apex? It's I a think a lot question. of people are hopefully <laughs> listening to this show to get some answers on that. Mm-hmm. And my answer is it's a close call. Honestly, I think it is. A lot of people would say or assume it comes down to your play style. That is true. If you look at ADS movement speed and hip fire accuracy, that is true. But if that's your concern, you already know your favorite weapons, EVA, R9, Wingman. There's not a lot to talk about. So Mm -hmm. if you want to bring up play style, that's kind of the only specialty play style that I would remove from this question. And it already has a fair answer. Don't really need to discuss it. Mm-hmm. If you're anyone else, LMGs are a very compelling offer in this game. There is a reason the Spitfire was the most popular weapon across all skill levels from pubs to predator last season. If we compare the LMGs as a whole, it's very to a really competitive assault rifle, arguably the best, it's a really interesting comparison. So to compare all the LMGs to the flatline, which I think is kind of fair, the difference in time to kill between the LMGs and the flatline is between half a second and a tenth of a second. A tenth of a second is the shortest amount of time that the human eye can detect. So we're talking really, really close time to kills. That's not going to be a deal breaker a lot of times when we're talking that. (laughs) Super close call. (laughs) The L-Star and the Revd Rampage are essentially the same time to kill as the Flatline. So Mm -hmm. really, really close. Then we consider the reload. Tactical reload, the difference between the Flatline and the LMGs is between 0.36 seconds and 0.05 seconds. So 
and there's really no reload with the L-Star. Mm -hmm. So again, you'd think, oh, LMG, super long reload time. I'm going to be caught in the open if I you know, empty my whole mag. Not necessarily the case in this game right now. Then we consider the accuracy. And given the huge magazine size of LMGs across the board, they're far more forgiving, 16% when you consider the Rampage compared to the Flatline. Finally, I think it's important to investigate the ranged ability. The LMGs can in fact spray and pray in close range, and the Flatline and L-Star have identical rounds per minute. So saying that they're slow is really tough when compared to you know ARs, um, and the flatline is one of the most versatile weapons in the game, as we've said before. Mm-hmm. And finally, to squeeze it in, the projectile speed is excellent for LMGs, meaning that they are very accurate at the medium to longer ranges. Mm-hmm. So I think you should really consider using an LMG. It's going to get the job done, and it's going to be probably better than an assault rifle in terms of versatility, mobility, damage per second, everything that you likely care about, LMGs, pretty good option. Yeah, LMGs have been a nice option for a while, but now they're all actually a very solid option right now. Yeah. And that's, I think, the difference. Like there, there used to be like, you have some bad apples, like some reasons to maybe not go about doing one or another. Now everything is truly so close together. There is this awesome comparison in terms of the classes themselves. And that's really cool. I think you said it best. Like if you're a wingman R9 user, there's not like a discussion to be had. You're probably playing a close range legend and getting in someone's head. And it's, it, for you, if you're successful with doing that, yeah, don't don't even like rock the LMGs at all. I do think we're speaking to the majority of players on this pod, though, when we talk about the forgiveness. And I think that's key. The LMGs are forgiving and satisfying guns to use and offer a room to error on some of these that really do compare with guns that are, you know, everyone's, I think, quote unquote, go to's currently. Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. And I think the next portion of this conversation is how does the Rampage compare to the Spitfire? Is it fair? Mm-hmm. Is it broken? Is it a disappointment? Is I think it Spitfire that's the question. 2.0? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we just getting the same flavor mm-hmm. with another wrapper um, is kind of what a lot of people are asking. Now, the current care package Spitfire has a 55-round magazine, <laughs> 19 damage to the body, a 1.22 second time to kill, 20% accuracy, 2.78 second tactical reload, and a 27,500 units per second projectile speed. You put that right next to the rampage, you start to see a lot of mirrored things. First off, the projectile speed really close together. Mm -hmm. The rampage has a faster reload time. The accuracy requirement is identical, 20% on both of them. That's pretty nice. The time to kill is slower on the rampage, but you ramp it up, and mm-hmm. that's a bit of a different story. The rampage gets incredibly close, essentially the exact same time to kill as the current care package Spitfire. Mm-hmm. Then, obviously, we kind of have a flip-flop of the magazine size and the damage that kind of balance out to give you that similar time to kill. Mm-hmm. Rampage is very, very good. You should charge it up. You should use it. 
if there's ever a weapon that rivals a care package weapon, that's a good, good indication that you should be using it. That being said, though, the Rampage is an approachable weapon that is a bit less forgiving than the Spitfire in close quarters. That's mm-hmm. kind of the, the big deal here. That was the primary concern with the Spitfire that it was outperforming shotguns and SMGs up close just because it had infinite ammo, essentially, and you could spray it really, really accurately. Rampage puts out incredible power, but the big length of time between shots make it really difficult to use up close and therefore less powerful. Well, it's 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 great, though. Like This is kind of what we were talking about with the Rampage setting this new standard, in a way, for LMGs. That's what an LMG should be. Have you, you know, personally played like COD and been like, I'm going to run up to you with my uh, LMG and hip fire you while, you know, getting hit by a shotgun? No, that's not how it should be. That's not how it should be. That's how it was. And the Rampage is not that, but the Rampage is still an effective, effective weapon in the game at what it does. And I think it's really cool to see what the team over there did with this gun. Like, I don't think you or I have come out and felt like, wow, this gun's absolutely broken. It has strengths and weaknesses, and that's key. And it's really good at what it does. So if you put yourself in situations to succeed with it, you're going to have some success with this gun. Yeah, absolutely. And before we kind of wrap it up with a brief conclusion, this month our patrons voted on a topic for our monthly discussion episode where everybody submits their thoughts and we respond and we really talk about something that's important in Apex. Uh, The people have voted on are LMGs good for Apex? And we're going to be talking about that. So if you have some serious opinions on that, head over to the Patreon, check it out. We'd love to hear your thoughts uh, in that kind of private exclusive episode. But the conclusion with the LMGs and the Rampage, Mm -hmm. the devotion Fully kitted, this is a close-range beast. It's incredible. Pre-fire, it just melts. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. If you are Rampart, man, <laughs> you should be you should be dueling these pretty much. <laughs> the L-Star is also a pretty close-range powerhouse. Um, with the overheat mechanic, you can hold people back for a long time, and they don't really have a window of opportunity to push you, given the amount of damage you're able to put out and the speed that you can do so. Rampage is going to be the longer range favorite. You can be really effective at accurate suppressive fire. And overall, probably the best fit LMG for what you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Learn these weapons. Mastering them and their play style will increase your performance in Apex if you're struggling to maintain one KD. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that you will be a better player if you use these weapons and improve with them. I'll throw in, if you are one of those people that used to really struggle with the L-Star and just it wasn't a usable gun for you, give it a second chance with the barrel stabilizer. It has made it a lot more of a controllable and approachable gun, and you could have some fun and some some success. I think both Henry and I have been having a little bit of a L-Star resurgence this season in terms of our personal play style and preferences. That's one to give a shot. These LMGs are awesome. The devotion still blows my mind anytime we talk about it, though. It's a sleeper somehow. It's a sleeper. But that's the LMGs. Hopefully you guys enjoyed hearing Rampage stuff. Hopefully you enjoyed all the stats and everything, getting all the information broken down. We're going to wrap it up now with some five-star questions before we uh, peace out here. So first question coming from Baseball Q. 
Such a good podcast. Keep it up, guys. If Apex were to add another medic, what abilities would you give them? Love the pot and have suggested it to friends. Thank you. Oh, yeah. We love the word of mouth growth. That's the key. <laughs> love to hear that. What a fantastic question. I mean, you're catching me and probably Shay as well at a pretty <laughs> vulnerable time uh, considering uh, we want new legends. It mm-hmm. would be very cool to have an additional support legend that could be a medic. Um, but are we allowed to have change? I think is a question on my mind. Can you create someone powerful? You know, what if you put another medic into the game? Would people mm-hmm. complain about, you know, lifeline? What they say is too broken. People are already complaining about lifeline. So right now I've, I'm kind of sensitive to this idea, but having a longer range medic would be something I'd be yeah. interested in. I think the concept of like a stim shot in, in a way as well, that gives like temporary bonus health to your teammates and yourself is kind of a fun idea I've seen circled around. Medic's a tough line to walk though right now. it's yeah. uh, They get very controversial real quick. We'll hopefully get to explore this uh, more in the near future. Yeah. Next question comes from Titan. Your tips have made me win more games. Always be scanning. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, sir, Titan. <laughs> My question is, would you prefer a Watson heirloom that would be like the standard heirloom, like a knife or an axe or something like an idea I thought of electric gloves that instead of violently hacking as a melee, she would poke and conduct electricity. Titan, great question. I am all for the unique heirlooms. Knives and axes are cool. And if you want to throw a knife or an axe on a character, you can pretty much find a way to do so in lore, make it unique. I'll be happy. But a unique idea like this, like electrical gloves, or I've seen people like toying with the idea of she just carries like a ball of energy or something and like shapes it into different things like a lightning bolt and stuff or like a staff or a fencing sword and then hits people with it. I think would be so cool. Fit her kit awesomely. I'm all for this kind of unique heirloom sense. Yeah, I like the idea of some sort of glove because I don't picture Watson as a very stabby person. Yeah. You know, I think she has a little bit softer of a touch, doesn't want to, you know, get bloody. until it murders uh, you. (laughs) Yeah, until it electrocutes you to death. So I think that's pretty cool. Good idea. Last question coming from Sweaty Wraith. Hi, I'm a Wraith main season seven player and I've been grinding arenas and thought it would be cool to have tridents in the game. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Great podcast. I've been a day one listener and think the podcast is the best out there. You're saying tridents in arenas? Man, that'd be interesting. I mean, new game modes, I think, could definitely feature tridents as a way of having not a BR. Mm-hmm. But something like we had teased at the end of last season that could be happening this season uh, in that you have teams and mm-hmm. maybe there's tridents involved there. So that's a pretty cool idea. Um, but Sweaty Wraith, it's always great to to hear from a day one listener. Make sure you join our Discord. We want to yep. chat with you. We want to hear your thoughts more often. Um, but yeah, cool idea. Tridents. You can Incredible. do go, go anywhere with tridents and vehicles. It'll be really fun to see how that continues to grow in the game. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, big thank you to um, to our producers of the third party, uh, Ten and Corey, who support us as dropship captains on Patreon. Appreciate it. Make sure you guys subscribe on Apple Pods. Drop a follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star review with your question. We'll answer on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod and check us out from Discord via the link in the description. Thanks so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace.
Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.